From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides into the dogs and won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. <laughs> They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show. Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest, one of my favorite guys on the planet. He's the head coach of Sanford Baseball. He's got his team rocking and rolling. They've won eight straight, 14 of their last 15 coming in. And they are uh, red hot. It is the Sanford Bulldogs head coach, Casey Dunn, who joined us for today's Press Box podcast. The important question, are we catching you before or after your trip to Salem's Diner? Come on, Mike. It's uh, 7.36, man. I've yeah. already been in and I've, done oh, that I've, this morning. I so, figured uh, that. I should have yeah, known. Yeah, just uh, actually, uh, actually stepped out so uh, I could join you guys. Well, appreciate it, man. Your dogs are rolling, have won eight in a row now. I think it's 14 out of the last 15. and. I wonder, Casey, we talked earlier about the schedule you guys were going to play, and you played three at Florida. You played three at Texas A&M. You played on the road a midweek at Mississippi State. Do you, and I, don't, I don't think you won any of those games against the SEC opponents, but did you did you benefit from that kind of competition? You know, Mike, I, I wasn't sure, but I think as we've gotten into conference play now, I, I think so, man. I, you know, and it, it's tough to tell how that's benefited us, but you know, again, our guys have shown a lot of resiliency. Um, you know, obviously we saw, you know, especially from a pitching standpoint, you know, arms at Florida State, A&M, that, you know, arms that we're not going to see in our league. And, um, you know, I think having seen those kind of guys early uh, has helped us as we face some of the better guys in our conference. Talk about your Friday win. You swept the Citadel over the weekend, but a four-run ninth for a walk-off a 12-11 to win on a Friday night. No, just uh, a lot of resiliency. I mean, I think that's the thing that this group has done such a good job of is just kind of finding a way to win those close games. I think we're seven and one or eight and one, something like that in one run games this year. And, you know, a big part of that has been our bullpen. Uh, You know, we've thrown the ball really well at the back end of the game, which has given us opportunities for comebacks. But but our guys seem to just really lock in late in games. We we had some really quality at bats there. Um, you know, it was actually back-to-back walk-off wins. You know, we had a walk-off earlier in the week uh, versus Troy on, on the midweek before the weekend series. So uh, our guys have done a good job of, of really just kind of keeping themselves in games and giving us a shot late to be successful. Casey Dunn is in the press box with us. He's the Sanford head baseball coach. 
Uh, 11 and one conference record. You win both against Troy, just swept Citadel. And you were just talking about the arms you faced and how it's made you a better team of the play. But I want to talk about your arms for a second. Chase Isbell, what a closer to know you got this guy. Five saves. Uh, just, just quick on the stats. 147 ERA, an opponent batting average of 138. Chase Isbell, uh, a good back end late innings guy. Nah, he's been awesome, man. And, and again, just a just a good story. You know, Chase is a guy that was really more of a shortstop than a pitcher in high school and, you know, spent last year's his freshman year truly just trying to, to get better and developing and, you know, threw a little bit for us last year before the season was shut down, but, you know, took advantage of, of growth in year one, did a good job of finding a place to play this summer, maximizing the summer opportunity to come in prepared for the fall and, you know, he's really solidified us. When he was able to get in that back-end closer-type role, it allowed us to, to put Carson Coupo, that's another good back-end arm force, kind of in a role he was more comfortable in and, you know, just kind of shifted everybody around to get, you know, in what I think is the best roles for our club. But, um, you know, Chase has a, has a competitive mentality. You know, he's a guy that just comes right at you. Uh, he eliminates. You know, he doesn't usually give you a lot of free opportunities, which – you know, when you look at needing that guy on the back end, man, you got to have a strike thrower. You got to have a guy that can come in and pound the zone, and uh, he's done a really good job of that for us. Samuel Strickland, 39 Ks, eight walks. Uh, so you got a good back end guy, pretty good starter, too, in Strickland. Now, nah, you know, Sam. Sam's a guy that, you know, should be a top seven, eight round draft pick this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, who's actually struggled the last two weeks. You know, it's he, he's battled and, you know, we find, you know, we found ways to win his starts. He's figured out a way to do enough. But, you know, I think Sam's one of these guys that, that I think you see it a lot around the country right now in college baseball. It's kind of that little mid-year fatigue. You know, guys get off, have the adrenaline at the early in the year and usually try to hit that little fatigue point in the middle. And, um, you know, he's fighting through that right now. And, um, you know, we, we need him to get to get all the way back because he's the one starter on our staff that truly has the ability to be that dominant Friday night type guy for us. And, um, you know, he, he can't he's coming off a rough outing. But, you know, like I said, we, we were fortunate to pick him up and, um, you know, we'll see where it goes from here. As good as the pitching is, and it is good, leading the Southern Conference in strikeouts per nine and second in fewest walks allowed. It's not all pitching, Casey. You got some offense too. I counted at least three guys, maybe maybe more, who are well over three hundred in conference play. Since you guys got to conference play, we talked about it. Uh, these guys have, have played very well. Yeah, Mike. We, we we talked a lot about the conference aspect of this year, and uh, a big part of that was the struggles early in the season. You know, when we were on the bus ride back from A and M, you know, the last non-conference weekend. You know, I told our guys, you know, the first part of the season was not successful. You know, there wasn't a lot of wins. There wasn't a lot of victories. Um, but, you know, I told them it could be productive. And we just talked a lot about how many guys on this roster have had success within the Southern Conference. You know, we have a lot of veteran guys who have been a part of two championships within this league. We've got guys that have been all conference selections within this league. And, you know, really just trying to kind of fill them up a little bit and, um, you know, make them realize that, hey, man, I, I can do this because we had a lot of questions. We had a lot of doubts coming off that A&M weekend where, where, you know, we go out there, we get swept, we didn't play well. And, um, you know, I've really been pleased with how our guys have responded once they've gotten into the SOCON play. Casey Dunn, Sanford baseball coach with us inside the press box. They'll be taking on Alabama next uh, in a midweek 
Coach, uh, transitioning just a little bit, coaching profession stuff. Um, has anyone at a at a faith based university such as Sanford ever uh, circulated a memo to fans as they enter the stadium and says, "Absolutely no heckling during the game." Uh, we're we're kind of advancing a conversation from early in the program with Chris Stewart. He was telling us about what was going on at South Carolina. Uh, evidently, fans were coming in, and they're, they're known for their heckling. And some folks were asked to leave despite being handed a note when they came in, no heckling today of any kind. And they weren't even cussing or anything. They were just getting on the players as <laughs> normally happens at a college baseball game, and they were told to leave. Whew, uh, you know, I can tell what you, you think we about have that? not uh, circulated any memos. <laughs> um, having had played at South Carolina, uh, I do understand what uh, goes on there. But, um, no, man, again, you hate to say it, uh, heckling is part of the game. You know, that you know it's part of the gamesmanship. It helps create the atmosphere. And, uh, again, some do it better than others. Uh, some is appropriate. Some is not. Uh, but, man, you know, when I think back as a player and, you know, through my time as coaching, you know, some of the best atmospheres you played in um, are the ones where the fans stayed on you. You know, I'll never forget, you know, back as a player playing at LSU and, you know, man, they were ruthless. But uh, when the game was over, I remember getting a box of jambalaya for my bus ride home. And, you know, I forgot very quickly uh, about what they said when they gave me food after the game. So, um, you know, Mike's obviously familiar with Mississippi State. Man, we, we'd eat some good ribs after the That's game right. from those guys that rode us most of the night. So, uh, no, nah, man, I, I hate to hear that. I, I hate to hear, you know, it sounds like something kind of got out of hand because, you know, that that's part of college baseball. It's part of the atmospheres in so many of these venues that uh, that the kids enjoy. You know, I, I think the kids enjoy to get uh, to get road a little bit um, again, obviously, as long as it's appropriate. Casey Dunn visiting with us last couple of minutes with the Sanford baseball head coach Casey as a uh, former All-American wearing an Auburn uh, uniform. I know you're, you're you're very close to the to the Auburn Tiger baseball program. Been a tough season for Butch Thompson, uh, new pitching coach Tim Hudson. Have you had any conversations at all uh, with, uh, with with Butch and or Tim? And 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 I know this much. I know you know what they're what they're going through. It's a one and eleven start in, in conference play, and and it's tough just to keep your guys heads up on a day to day basis. No, man, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. And the thing is, you know, we experienced with a couple weekends early and I think we have four more SEC just midweek games, but you know, there's just no rest in that league. And, uh, you know, I think that's what they're experiencing right now is, you know, every weekend is such a battle. I think when you look at their schedule, um, you know, the schedule sets up for them to finish strong. And you look at, you know, already being, you know, already playing Mississippi state, having already played Ole Miss, Arkansas, you know, they, they've faced the bigger challenges that they're going to have to face. They've already played, um, but there's just no rest. And, you know, I think that's the struggle that you get into in that league is when things start spiraling, spiraling the wrong direction, uh, you don't have that weekend to kind of help your kids feel better about themselves. And, um, you know, they, they've obviously battled injuries. You know, I think when you look at what they had planned on having on the mound going into the year, They've had to reshuffle their weekend rotation, uh, which, you know, I think, you know, the starting stuff maybe, you know, is, is obviously an issue. But I think the biggest hindrance is it's really affected what they could do on the back end. You know, you ask about Chase, our closer, and, you know, I truly believe in college baseball. If you don't have that guy at the end of the game or those couple guys at the back end of your bullpen, you're going to struggle. And, uh, you know, when you follow the best teams in, in college baseball, typically – 
they have that one or two guy that, you know, if you know if you can get the ball to them, they're going to win the game for you. They're going to finish it. And, you know, with all of Auburn's pitching moves and, you know, injuries and different things, they haven't been able to solidify that back end. And, you know, like you said, I mean, they're, they're one and 11, Mike, but I think they have six or seven one-run losses. Yeah. Does that sound right? Uh, yeah, you're exactly right. They are, yeah. Yeah. And so, again, when you talk about one-run games, man, it's – you know, so much of that is, is not on those first five innings, but on those last couple. And, um, you know, man, obviously I pull for them. Uh, you know, they're good people. You know, people, you know, look at that one and 11. But, you know, heck, the last season that finished, they were in the World Series. Right. With a lot of the same roster. Yep. Um, you know, obviously, you, you know, you take off a, a Tanner Burns and a couple of the arms that were, you know, so dominant for them. But, um, but you know, this is a group of kids that has had success and, you know, I've just kept thinking, you know, all it's going to take is one good weekend, you know, one come from behind win or, or one tight victory uh, to get those guys flipping, flipping the switch and uh, getting some wins down there. Casey Dunn with us. We're wrapping up. You were just talking about places where they go get on you and then they feed you the, uh, the old CCC, the Cajun Cooking Club at Louisiana yeah. is a good one. I want to ask you, though, as a player or a coach or one of each, where's the most – I don't want to use this word, but like, where's the most intimidating place you ever went? Maybe as a player. Well, my, yeah, and that's an easy question, man. I, now I played back when I played was when LSU was in the heyday, and I was o for my career as a player in the box. Oh. Um, and and I swore, you know, Coach Maneri that's there now. Um, he actually recruited me when he was at Notre Dame, and has been one of the guys that I, I consider a mentor in terms of just college coaching. And he's a guy that I'll reach out to with questions and different things dating back to, you know, 1994 when I took a recruiting trip to Notre Dame. But, um, you know, I tell him all the time, there's no telling where his career would be now if he could have just landed me as a recruit. Um, ah! <laughs> but um, he, um, you know, but, you know, my assistants and my players are like, you know, why don't we ever play at LSU? Why don't we ever play at LSU? I was like, guys, I've never won a game in the box. I will never take a team to Baton Rouge. And uh, when they built the new stadium down there, uh, I finally caved. So I'm hoping the new box doesn't have quite the vibes as the old box does. Um, or better yet, I, I just hope, uh, you know, Eddie Furness and Todd Walker and Russ Johnson and all those guys don't uh, try to resurrect themselves here uh, two years from now when we go down there. But, you know, that's definitely was the most intimidating place. You know, I remember catching and, you know, them hitting a home run and you got 9,000 people, you know, spelling out tigers and, you know, really just an electric environment. Um, and again, that was a little more ruthless on the heckling than some other places. Yeah, I'll bet. Um, you know, you know, I, I was lucky, um, you know, a guy from my high school by the name of Nathan Dunn was a, I think, fourth rounder, third baseman back in their good days. And um, all their fans, since we went to school together and we shared the last name, they thought we were brothers. Yeah. So they actually took it easy on me personally. Um, you know, and they always ask, you know, how's your brother doing? How's your brother doing? I was like, oh, guys, he's great. Yeah. Man, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, along, the last yeah. thing I was going to do is let him know, man, we just, we're just not related. Yeah. But, uh, but now that, that was probably the best, um, you know, that, that we've played in um, as far as the intimidation factor. Uh, A&M was really a cool place to play. I think that's probably the best place we've taken our players to play. Yeah. Um, you know, I wish it would have been full capacity, but, uh, but you know, they still had a pretty good crowd. It was after Texas started opening up a little bit. I thought that was a neat venue. Um, my favorite place to play as, as a player and a place that I've yet to take my team. We've tried and 
just haven't work, uh, worked it out yet is Bomb Stadium in Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's one of just the, the, the best college baseball environments. You know, when you got skyboxes from foul pole to foul pole, uh, man, just what, what an awesome venue that is. And, you know, that's a place hopefully, uh, you know, one of these days we'll be able to get them on the schedule and let our guys go experience that atmosphere. Casey, always a pleasure to visit with you, man. Your team's uh, playing hot, playing well right now. You get Bama on Tuesday in Tuscaloosa, then uh, at Western Carolina this weekend. We know that'll be a tough road trip up in color. We wish you guys the best of luck, and we'll check in with you later in the season, man. Mike, I appreciate it. Guys, y'all have a great day. Sanford Bulldog head coach Casey Dunn, today's guest on the Press Box Podcast. Catch our daily show weekdays on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Pressbox Radio 1. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. And, of course, we always would love to hear from you. Email us at PressBoxRadio1 at gmail.com. Again, PressBoxRadio, the number one, at gmail.com. For Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here on the Pressbox Podcast.